welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here, and I am about to introduce the latest guest episode of the podcast. But before that, I always like to cover a couple of odds and ends, just as a bit of housekeeping, I guess, if we were at an event, that's what I would say. Thank you for your support of the podcast in 2021. It's been a great bloody season. I am really loving it. The podcast has really stepped its game up. I've stepped my game up, I think. You've all stepped your game up. We all have. It's been a really, really great season so far. I'm loving the support and the feedback that I'm getting. So thank you so much for tuning in. Your support means everything to me. I'm not sure how you're listening to the podcast. You could be listening on multiple platforms because it's available on multiple platforms. So you can get the podcast on Apple Podcasts, which is fairly new. Leave us a review. Five star. Uh, It's also available on Podbean, SoundCloud and Spotify, which is probably my fave. I love listening to all the podcasts I listen to on Spotify anyway. Uh, But whatever platform you choose to listen to, just give us a listen. That's the main thing. If you have trouble finding the podcast on any of those platforms, you can always head to my website, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com. Chuck in a forward slash podcast and all the episodes are available there on the website. Now, the latest app. Who am I talking to? Well, it's a lovely lady by the name of Laura Banks, and she is the owner of Affordable Dog Walkers, which is a local business here in the Southwest Sydney region. And that means, guys, that we're talking about dogs. Yep, I know. It's an episode that I've thought about doing for a while because nearly every human in the world loves dogs. And dogs are, they are man, woman, everyone's best friend. They are just such a beautiful animal. And I've, I haven't done really any animal content, I think, on the podcast yet. We've done a lot of sport, we've done a lot of inspiration, we've done a fair bit on charities. But I realized I haven't done any animal-themed content. Well, off the top of my head, I can't think of any that we have done. So dogs, who doesn't want to talk about dogs? I know I do. Laura did. We had a great chat. She is a really lovely and warm person. Her story is really cool too because we often talk in life about when you're doing, you know, the normal nine to five job and life and routine and how for some people that can get really mundane and you just go, you know what, I need a change. And that is the experience that Laura has had in her life. And, you know, she threw away that kind of life and moved on to starting her own business, which is the affordable dog walkers business that she is running. They do really great stuff. They take such good care of the dogs and other animals that they help and look after. And I'm so pumped to share this chat with you. So I hope you enjoy the latest episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. On today's episode, I will be loving the shit out of man, woman, everyone's best friend, dogs with Laura Banks. Laura runs Affordable Dog Walkers, a local business here in the Southwest Sydney region. 
provides dog walking, house visits and other specialised dog and pet services. She loves her job and obviously loves dogs, so I'm super pumped to chat with her today. So welcome, Laura. Thank you. Happy to be here. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to owning your business? Yeah, sure. So um, my background was actually in sales and marketing. Um, I've always been a dog lover and always wanted to do work with dogs. Um, But I started a job in sales and marketing shortly after leaving high school. So I uh, was sort of looking for opportunities in a different field to work with animals, but I guess opportunities were limited at the time and there wasn't anything that sort of suited what I was after Um, and then I decided to I guess create that opportunity by starting to offer my services part-time while still working my full-time job. I was just in a place with that job where I was really enjoying my career and where it was going uh, but also knew I wanted to do something different so I thought well I'll have the best of both worlds at that time. So I definitely um, focused on building up my my business that I'm doing now um, just as a I guess like you could call it a, a part part-time mm. passion project yeah um, and I loved what I was doing so it was primarily back then just focusing on walking after hours or on the weekends or doing those house visit, visits sorry so when clients went away on holidays being able to check in on their dogs so that's kind of where it started and I built it from there. Awesome. So what does an average day look like for you in your business? Yeah, so now doing it full time, um, my um, an average day, I guess my days consist of an early morning. Uh, so lots of walking, obviously. <laughs> um, I uh, do a lot of early morning walks, uh, a lot of dogs that might walk by themselves or a lot of group walks. So I might take a bunch of dogs on leash all together um and dog parks so I have quite a few which I'll take a group of dogs to the dog park uh I also do weddings and events so having um I guess these days it's becoming way more common than what it used to be but uh pet owners wanting their pets along ah, on the wedding yes. day <laughs> so um yeah not not every day looks the same for me in my business but uh being able to do awesome things like that bringing someone's I guess their pet is their family member right mm. so being able to bring them along on their special day things like that so all types of services that I offer is um it's what my days look like. Yeah, fantastic. It sounds like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely is. So um, the podcast is all about, you know, happiness and positivity. So how does your job and working with dogs every day bring you joy and happiness in your life? Yeah, um, well, I guess being able to work with dogs in general. So obviously loving dogs, you're going to love what you do if you get to see dogs every day. Um, I definitely love um, being on the move. So I found that even though I loved what I did in my uh, previous role, I loved the work that I did, I hated that restricted feeling of sitting at a desk. Um, So I was like regularly in trouble for like being the person that wandered (laughs) through the office and was chatting in the kitchen for too long. So um, being able to work a job where it keeps me on the move and keeps me physical um, is another reason like that's Mm. just another tick for me so working with dogs tick being able to keep moving tick Um, and uh, I guess from a less selfish point of view um, the other thing I love about it is being able to make dogs fit into 
uh, my clients' lives. So not everyone has that time. Not everyone has that, um, you know, all my, I've got an array of different clients. So they may be families, they may be um, larger families, they may be couples that are working Mm. uh, full time and living here out West, you know, the commute into the city and back is insane. So um, you're definitely restricted on time. And a lot of people don't get pets for these reasons. So I guess for, for me, that's another reason I love what I do is that I'm enabling these people to have pets and, and being able to help them fit them into their lives is something awesome. So on the flip side of that, how does the work that you do help you in terms of dealing with any challenges or obstacles in your life? Yeah, um, well, I definitely think working a job you love is, is going to be a great start. So um, finding an industry that is important and and I guess, uh, rewarding to you. So straight away, that's that's going to be a positive. Um, but obviously being physical, um, you know, exercise is such a great thing for mm. mental health, um, for reducing anxiety and reducing depression and things like that. So for me, I'm always uh, trying to look after myself and look after my mental health for those reasons. So um, the one of the best things I find with my role is that I do get that extra time that not many people would get in their roles Mm. where you've got that time to think and you can get outside and uh, get the fresh air and you've got time to process and time to sort of think to yourself as well. So um, whilst being in the company of animals that just naturally make you happy, right? (laughs) So um, that's that's definitely something that I would say that's helped me. Um, I'm quite an emotional and expressive person. So um, having that time to sort of, um, I guess, process Mm. if there's something going on I sort of go out on my walks for the day and you've got the whole day to sort of take your time with it process it think it through without having to be reactive to something straight away where you you know it just makes everything better in terms of dealing with personal stresses or being able to handle an emergency situation yeah um when you are looking after yourself mentally in that way you're going to handle those things better straight away yeah absolutely that sounds like a very envious type of job to be doing (laughs) does it always feel like you are working or not really (laughs) um yeah some days definitely it doesn't some days it's just yeah, you, you have such a good time that you've got to pinch yourself that, hey, I'm getting paid to do this. Mm. I know uh, a couple of months ago I um, I had a request for someone that was going out for a dinner party or it was some sort of birthday at a restaurant and they had this young puppy that they'd just gotten and mm. they needed it looked after and I had no plans. I was like, okay, I could definitely help them out. And you're just sitting there on someone's couch patting <laughs> this puppy and you're like, this is work. I'm getting paid for this. So you've got to remind yourself like, yeah, no, this is my job and like maintain that professionalism. Yes. <laughs> you're also so stoked to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked a little bit before just about like how rewarding it is to be helping different families. I guess what impact do you see dogs having on their owners and families in your line of work? Um, Huge impacts. Um, I guess, as I touched on before, I've got a a array of different clients. You know, they may be elderly, they may be young, they might be um, young families or couples or just singles that Mm. um, are getting pets for the companionship. And um, I guess more than ever now, I'm finding that pets are becoming such a massive part of the family. And I that's 
I guess why so many people it's becoming way more common to have as I mentioned before having pets at weddings and big events like that because they are part of our lives Mm. um I've also noticed quite a lot of uh people moving out this way uh for pets so I guess because pets are becoming such part of the family and they're such a big part of people's lives they do make these big life decisions around pets these days whereas back in the day that probably wouldn't have happened as as often yeah so it might be you know moving out here for you know, housing affordability for one, Mm -hmm. um, being out west, but having a larger yard for a pet and then, you know, moving from a terrace apartment Mm. that's right near the office in the city to come out this way so that your pet can have a great life, but you might still have to do that commuting to work. (laughs) So, um, yeah, meeting a lot of, uh, I guess, new clients that move into the area that are needing my services for those reasons. And you sort of sit back and you realise, wow, these people definitely – um, these dogs are definitely having such a huge impact on their lives if they're willing to make these huge changes and huge life decisions around, yeah, I guess, the focus of their pet. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the COVID-19 situation has impacted many people's mental health and we're seeing increased feelings of loneliness and isolation, particularly in the last 12 months. In your experience, how do you see having dogs and other pets how does that help people combat these feelings? Yeah, um, so obviously a difficult time for everyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely noticed um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of benefit to um, the COVID-19 situation or the pandemic or the lockdown, people finding that they had the time to take a pet on in their life mm. at that time. So, um there was definitely record high numbers of adoptions during that time where people were thinking, well, hey, I've got the time now, like I'm working from home, this might be the best time for me to do this. Or it might have came from a place of I'm feeling isolated, I need a companion. And Mm. I mean, you don't have a better option than a dog, right? They're the most loyal, that's the best companionship that you can get. So Mm. um, I definitely think that um, just dogs being the nature that they are and pets in general, like you're going to be able to improve improve mental health with people um, by forming those relationships and those bonds with those pets. So um, multiple reasons based on them being so loyal, but also they uh, provide such a sense of purpose for some people as well. Like it's giving you something to look after. It's giving you a reason to, mm-hmm. I've got to do this for, for my animal. So while you know, you may not have been up for looking after yourself that day in terms of getting out and getting some exercise. It would get someone to go, actually, no, the dog needs a walk. So Mm. we need to get out and and do this. So I definitely think that um, they have such a positive impact on on mental health for those reasons. So if someone's feeling, you know, it's not just like the loneliness that would have come with lockdown. It's for people that might even have social, um, social anxiety and and things like that. Animals are a great comfort for for those reasons just going back to a bit about your story so I thought when we were talking in the the process to organizing this episode you know you kind of you mentioned that you you did quit your typical nine to five job at some point and and obviously pursued your passion which is now your career um, which I think is very inspiring I hope maybe one day I can just do this (laughs) full-time it'd be great great (laughs) yeah so what advice would you give to someone or anyone out there who's contemplating maybe doing the same thing 
Um, I would say research, um, mm. uh, definitely thinking things through. I'm a very calculated person, so <laughs> I'm very indecisive as well. So I like to really think things out before I, I do do them. Um, and for me, I know that if I had have, if I had have started, if I had have started the transition to doing my business full time at a time that wasn't right for me, mm. I wouldn't be sitting here right now yeah. with a full time business. So I definitely would, uh, the advice would be to make sure it's the right time and make sure that, um, you kind of think about it and make sure that you're aware of whatever you're getting into. So mm. as much I would say consume as much knowledge on your industry or your field as you possibly can before making that huge decision into whether this is going to be my full-time gig or whether I believe this is something that would be better to do on the side. Um, I definitely would, depending on industries, but one of my main, especially in the pet care industry, um, one of my main points of advice would be to make sure you fully understand the industry that you're getting into it's not all sunshine and rainbows (laughs) there's definitely parts that um people just wouldn't realize um happen on daily basis and there are stressful situations that arise uh in jobs like my own so um mitigating risk with insurance is probably another right high importance one especially with dealing with animals and dealing with pets things can be unpredictable at times so um that would definitely be another piece of advice um and I thought of this um as well another one that was massive for me is at the time of working my full-time job and thinking of transitioning um being the indecisive person I am (laughs) I definitely look to others and I seek advice and I talk things through Mm. just as a natural process of thinking about it in my head and talking out loud to friends and family. And um, I would, you know, uh, you know, talk about, talk about it to people to make sure that, you know, do you think this is something that would work? What do you think? What do you think? Um, But a a massive piece of advice I'd have is for people that are thinking of doing something that might be niche or unique Mm. in in an industry, or it may even be a product or a service that isn't even available at the moment. Yeah. that, you know, you may hear from people say that that's not the best idea or I can't see that working. And I definitely think that if it's something that you have done your research on, you've thought it through, it's not just I've woke up today and this is my plan. Um, But if you've thought it through and it's something that you believe there's a need and a purpose for and you believe you can make it work, um, go with it. Mm. Definitely go with your gut. Um, I know like, when like Uber started, right? Who would mm. have thought that we would be so happy to jump I in a know. car? Strangers. We're strangers, <laughs> right? Exactly. So, you know, however long ago Uber started, mm. but, you know, there was a time where that didn't exist. That's so and, true. Because yeah. now it's like, I'll oh, Uber here. Absolutely. No one says I'll get a taxi anymore. No, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I, um, I remember when I was sort of talking it out and wanting to change and I had mm. a lot of people sort of, I guess trying to push me away from the idea. Um, it comes from a place of love Absolutely, because yeah. they want to make sure that you're doing what's best for you. And for me particularly, I was sort of transitioning at a time in my career that uh, was such a crucial age to either mm. knuckle down and sort of climb that ladder or 
do something, do something else. else yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, it sort of made them wary of, of what decisions I was making at the time. Um, and then at times you can start thinking, oh, do these people think I can't do it? But I had a good friend send me through um, a quote one day and I wanted to share that. Um, yeah, I'm please. not really usually that big on quotes <laughs> and I'm definitely not a confrontational person either. But this quote at the time, it just like blew my mind because I went, wow, that's actually something I need to consider Mm. um and it was uh, I used to care what other people thought until I realized I couldn't pay my bills with their opinions (laughs) oh I love that I was like (laughs) it was it was so like it's it's quite brutal right and it kind of hits you and I and it made me because I was that person that was sort of asking for advice anyway but then when I found that I was finding people being critical of what I chose to do Mm. instead of what I could have been doing whether it be because they believed different industry would have paid better or I would have it would have looked better on a resume or you're giving up your current career you're crazy correct all that Mm. sort of stuff so hearing that um, or reading that quote that night I remember I just went wow I need to shift my mentality and Mm. um, that that quote definitely helped me which is why I wanted to share that just just touching on, as you said, anyone that's sort of contemplating doing something similar, I think that's something important to remember. I love that. Uh, any of those people that were maybe doubting you, how do they feel about it now? Yeah, <laughs> definitely without naming names. Yeah. Um, we don't want to shame anyone. <laughs> Mum. <laughs> um, she was definitely the first to turn around and say I was wrong. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, when she's seen it start working. And as I said, coming from a place of love, they want to make sure that you're writing, making the right dis- decisions and yeah, choices and, and all of that. And I know that she knew I was happy in mm. the career that I was doing. So it was a matter of you don't even dislike what you do. Yeah. You could really be doing <laughs> lots of other, like, you know, you could do anything right now, but why why change if you're mm. somewhat happy anyway? But I knew I'd be happier and I sort of really wanted to push for it. Um and yeah, she's yeah a massive fan of what I do, and constantly, um, constantly recommending me to family. And she's friends your biggest and fan. She's my now. biggest fan. She really is. So. That's always the way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, and as you said earlier, it comes from a place of love. So you know that their intentions are good. It's just that. I think you're right. Like, you know, their opinions can't pay your bills. That's right. That is so good. That's right. You've got to look after yourself. I love that. (laughs) So since you are an expert on dogs and pets in general, I thought if you could share maybe a couple of your key training tips that you would usually pass on to any owners or soon-to-be owners who are caring for their animals. So I would say to anyone that doesn't currently have a dog um, or an or an animal or a pet, I should say, um, research. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thorough research, um, and there's just so many forums and and means of finding free advice these mm. days. So um, you know, say it's a, a family that are trying to find a, a a think of a dog that would get along well with children, for example, you know, and they might have been told a beagle would be a great option because they're great with kids. Mm. There's so many groups out there on Facebook, like free groups that you could go and join just to connect with other beagle owners that have children that Mm. may be able to provide that advice on how to fit that dog into your life and whether that dog would be a good fit for you. So definitely having a bit of research on 
uh, what pet you're taking on or what breed of dog you're thinking of getting to make sure that you understand what is required and how hard it will be and whether it is going to work because Mm. obviously the last thing we need is more dogs needing to be rehomed or needing to be put into shelters. So that would definitely be a huge one is um, doing some research there. Um, And in terms of anyone that already has pets, um, I'm huge on positive reinforcement. So um, immediately rewarding good behavior um, or the the desired behavior that you're after. So if your dog, if you're trying to train your dog on doing something and they do it, reward them immediately so that they know, yep, I've done the right thing. And that's going to become, you know, a a repetitive Mm. uh, thing for them. And that's what turns it into just what they do every day because they realize that they're doing the right thing. Um, Dogs particularly just aim to please people. So they want to do the right thing. It's Mm. a lot of the time is that they're not really aware or there may be some, they're not, they're not sure on their boundaries because that hasn't been set clear by their owner. So um, definitely rewarding um, behavior immediately and keeping consistent with it. So if you're going to make a rule of you don't want the dog on the couch or whatever (laughs) it might be, um, make sure that you don't then turn around and let the dog on the couch on one night (laughs) and then give her affection while she's up there next to you. So you're just making that clear on, on what you're wanting them to do so that they can learn that this is what what's yeah. required. Setting those appropriate boundaries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do love when I like when people get a dog and they're like, "Oh, it's not going to be in the house, or it's not going to be <laughs> in the bed." And then next time you go around there, it's just owning the yeah. house. Yeah, and it happens really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's that's definitely what I mean by um, people having dogs part of the family, mm. like a lot more these days. And um, one of the services I have is, uh, I, I call it the doggy hotel. And even that, that like when I started that service, there wasn't many options for mm. that in our area at all. Um, and that that's more for people that do have indoor dogs that, yeah. you know, when they go on a holiday, they can't really rely on leaving their pet in the backyard when their dog is actually used to sleeping inside. Their dog's used to sitting next to them on the couch when they watch yeah, TV. Absolutely. They're used to that extra company. So um, it's not really going to suit them to be put into a boarding kennel or mm. to be left in the yard and just have a few visits a day to be fed and, and walked. Um, and, yeah, that all stems down to, like, how much people are having their pets part of their everyday life yeah. and part of their family inside with them. Yeah, for sure. What is the doggy hotel like? <laughs> I'm a bit kind of interested in this yeah. part. <laughs> um, so I started that mainly because I had – uh, so many clients that I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker. My dog was straight away mm. as soon as I got her. She was inside my house. She was up on my couch. She yeah. rules the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, she, uh, I'm very lucky that I've got my family close by. So mm. if I ever had to go away or whatever it might have been, I definitely have my parents to um, look after her for me. But not everyone is as lucky to have family and friends nearby. So um, I realized there was a massive gap for dog owners who um, have a, you know, inside dog that's used to a certain Mm. uh, amount of attention and affection and company. Um, There was a massive gap for dog owners like that, that would then be going on holiday, but they wouldn't have an option to bring their pet along with them. Mm. And they didn't have an option for someone to come and mind their, their dogs. So I started offering, uh, my home dog boarding stays. I just called it 
the doggy hotel. <laughs> um, it's a bit quirky. Um, but yeah, it's for uh, anyone who has a dog that's an indoor dog that is socialized with other dogs. Um, obviously, I've got a pet myself. So um, yeah, we, we offer that option for them to bring their dog to us so we offer short and long-term stays and um you know send their owners daily updates so they can see photos of everything we've been getting up to and on the walks that we've been on or to the dog park we go to the dog beach um and just do cute little things yeah. with their with their pets while we've got them oh, to keep them updated. So fun. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. We're coming towards the end of the podcast um, and I always like to get my guests to sum up the topic that we've been talking yeah. about. So, Laura, how do you love the shit out of dogs? <laughs> so, um, myself uh, with my dog, it's um, – seeing her as happy as she can possibly be. So for her, her favourite place in the world is definitely the beach. And um, she goes wild there. She <laughs> loves it. Um, and she's just like the happiest dog there when you're there. Everyone's <laughs> like, she's so happy. Um, and, yeah, so getting her there as often as I can, that's my way of loving her is giving her what she wants, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, effectively, most dogs just want – um, as much company as they can get and it's not always possible for for people with mm. work commitments and other and other things which is totally understandable um another another section where we would come in to help with that as well but uh for me it's yeah making sure that um i i guess i've got her as mentally and physically um stimulated and and happy as possible um and and the social aspect as well so her being around other dogs and and getting out to see them so there's there's so many um you know it's not just about making sure you've taken your dog for a walk Mm. most dogs are pack animals they want to be around other dogs absolutely so there's definitely other ways that you can make sure it's not just about the physical exercise but it's that mental stimulation it's also the social aspect um making sure you're ticking all those boxes is is probably the best way to to show your love for your dog yeah beautiful so what other things do you love the shit out of in your (laughs) life obviously you're very busy um I love uh food (laughs) I love cooking I love um I love music um sports so I play a bit of Oztag, a little bit of netball as well. Nice. Um, I love being social, going out, um, spending lots of time with friends and family. Um, I'm a sucker for board games. I, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've loved board games since before it was cool to like board games. So, um, yeah, I yeah love, love spending that sort of quality time just around the table with friends, hanging out that way. So, um yeah, they're, they're all things that I like. Um, and I'm not sure if I said music. <laughs> I think you might, I I might have. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, music, crafty things as well. Yeah, so cool. quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, keep busy. I feel like the board games thing would have come in handy when we were in lockdown. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, I was that friend that would be at a house party and I'd be like, can we play a board game? And everyone would be like, no, we're not doing that. But then come COVID, like everything just sort of changed. Yeah. I was like, oh, remember that game you've got? Can I borrow that? <laughs> so, like the go-to girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how can people get in touch with you and your business affordable dog walkers yeah uh so i've got a website so it's just www.affordabledogwalkers.com.au 
Um, I am on social media. Um, I am not great at it, to be honest. <laughs> um, so my Facebook page is just at Affordable Dog Walkers, as same as Instagram. Um, I am getting better with Instagram, so starting to post more in there. Um, and my mobile phone number will be on all of those. So that's probably the best way as well. If anyone wanted to uh, give me a phone call, I'm happy to have a chat and yeah, get yeah. to know them and their dog a bit better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I feel like um, dogs is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a yeah. while and I feel like most people want to hear about dogs. Absolutely. Everyone loves dogs. So thank you for sharing a bit about your business. No um, and yeah, all the best with it. Thank you so much.